When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bing. Brand new recording. Let's go. Welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. The Red Sox are dead. D-E-A-D. That's right, McFarland. <laughs> McFarland is not dead. Yeah, McFarland not dead. Confirmed alive. McFarland still putting good times together at McFarland. Mostly in the uh, smile on your mostly in the Rob's, clubhouse. Rob's running a nice little competition where you send him like a McFarland moment or something. I it, that seems sick. I mean like my McFarland moment of the day um when I got to stand up from the couch with Heim Bloom. That was awkward. Ooh. Yeah, I just lead off that. Lead off with that. Uh, no, I, I, I want to lead off need with a, you need to go into detail about first and foremost here. the Jimmy Fund occurred. That's the leading story, uh, which I shouldn't couple with the fact that I let in with that word with the socks. Um, for those that are listening, they can go back <laughs> and listen. Um, but Jimmy Fund rocks. It it is. I'm I'm very thankful that I get to be part of this like whole process. It's a long day. Um, which it, it pales in consideration for what a lot of these people are going through. So if you have not given yet to the Jimmy Fund, if you have given already to the Jimmy Fund, consider giving to the Jimmy Fund again when you're listening to this right now. It's super easy. Um, I mean, you're probably going to go bet on your phone later on FanDuel if you're doing the baseball isn't boring code and putting that in. I believe it's boring is still the code word. I don't know if Rob's still doing that. If he is, that's a free plug for him. But uh, take that five dollars. Still give it to Rob. Don't don't take that away from Rob. Still give that to Rob and use that co- promo code. But then also take five dollars and be like, hey, this is going to end up being winnings from that bet I just placed. I'm going to give it to the Jimmy Fund preemptive. That's go. good karma into the world. Um, so just go ahead and do that. Cause, and if like there, we post all the stories up there, we have some great interviews on the W E I, uh, YouTube page. If you go back through all the socials and everything, a lot of great moments with the players interacting with the kids. I always think back to, I don't know about you, but I think forever ingrained in my head is going to be Brock Holt and the Jimmy fund as far as like guys that stand out and what it means to be a player interacting uh, with Dana Farber and like what they do with the kids and everything, not just kids. Jimmy fun takes fun of takes fair, take takes fun, uh, takes care of that's where my brain is at right now. They take care of, you know, families, not just like focusing on kids, but also, uh, parents and whatnot. Uh, that's my, that's my little, um, my box to stand on and spout off and just say that gave me a really cool opportunity to sit down next to Heim Bloom. Uh, so you're going to need to go into that. But before you do, Jimmy Fund does great work. I know they've raised, I think before the game, they topped $3 million for the radio telethon. So yeah, if you haven't given yet, consider giving. If you have given. Post game, they're hovering at more. about like three, $3,800. Uh, so they're real close to about $4 million. They already passed their goal. 
um, yeah, by that's the time 3 million. you're hearing this, but that, that'd be pretty cool to hit $4 million within a 48 yeah, hours. I'm sure they will. I mean, this, the radio telethon is one of the best events the Red Sox and you know the surrounding partners do every single year. They do great work. Uh, it's really special you know, getting to see you know all the people that the Jimmy Fund helps, and it's great to see the players get involved. It's great to see guys from the other teams in Boston get involved. It's just it's a really cool thing to see, and you know it just you know gives you good perspective, you know, on everything in life. Uh, we we get really wrapped up in in these games, and you know they're they're killing us, but there's people going through a lot of big things out there. When HVT is going back and forth with Justin MLB, I just kind of think back to this moment and with the. Uh, the Jimmy Fund, and just be like, well, we could be bickering about Heim Bloom or what Alex Cora just did, but we could also be like, just like, hey, this is baseball and it's fun. Wait, wait, wait a lot wait, of wait. other bickering about who? things happen. No, I was just picking out two random people that I could fe- no, no, be no, fighting no. all the who time. Are we, who are we bickering about? Who are we bickering about? I'm not bickering who's about anyone. C- no, who's the CBO? That guy. That, you know, oh, Heim Bloom. Might, you may or may not Heimblum? have said. Yeah. Who? Okay. So I. Um, Heim Bloom was the final interview for Gresham Fourier, the other show that I do, uh, besides this wonderful show, the Brad Foe show, brought to you by McFarland. Um, yeah, I, I went up, uh, I do the socials for them. I went over, I was like, hey guys, mind if I just grab a quick picture, quick picture, so I can put it on the socials. And um and Gresham Fourier instantly just started going, Oh no, you should be the one getting the picture with him, Mr. Baseball. And just kind of teasing me and uh, just being like, hi, do you know Cooper? Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm Rob's lackey. You've probably seen me around. And he goes, yeah, yeah, where's Rob? And I was just kind of like, ah, Rob's doing his thing, uh, making the world of baseball better every day. And so you were going to take a picture of Gresham I was going Fourier to take a picture of them just to promote that he was coming up on the show. Uh, which you can listen to or watch live on Twitch and watch my wonderful fingers at work hit different camera shots. Um, Love to see Coop's fingers at work. Oh, <laughs> work baby. Um, no, so yeah, they, they goaded me into getting a picture with him as well, which is funny because I have called for his job. Um, on this very program. Yes, on this very program. Which I honestly I still stand by that. I I think that was a fireable offense. Um I it, it doesn't Xander change. Left. I don't think he's a great executive. I still stand by that. That's not like I'm not always throwing that opinion out there because I everyone loves to bemoan about it. I think it's a tired narrative. He's here for the time being. There's not really anything I can do about it. I've made my opinions known. Um, but there's no sense in wasting your breath and calling for someone to be fired. I think that's weird. Uh, but I think like once again, like James Paxton probably should have been moved at the trade deadline. Now hindsight, we're going to go down this road, right? And no, it, no, yes, no. I mean like, yes, or, yes or no. Would it have been theory, smart to move him at the trade deadline? Knowing what we know right now, yeah. knowing what we know right now. Yes. It would have been smart to trade him at the deadline because his, he is completely plummeted and come back down to earth ever since do you think but alex the reason... will sign an extension with the red sox no i don't okay i think he's gonna get traded okay but i, I, I just think i, really I want to give you he is wanna... he is tremendous at building a farm system i think he can build a team like no other i just don't think he can make executive decisions that's my issue with him i think i think we're gonna learn a lot this coming off season because to be to be honest with you coop I don't think that since he's gotten here, Haim has 
ever really taken his eyes off of that off of the farm and off of you know the main objective at hand which was building up that system i don't think he's put the big league team at the forefront at any single point in time in his tenure and that includes when he signed Trevor Story because there were things he did that offseason that weren't in the best interest of the big league club there were guys that left we we saw Kyle Schwarber and Eduardo Rodriguez walk right out the door yeah um which so, like and guess what but that but that changes guess what, but that's it. this is that this is it this is it because this is the like this is the the first offseason where they've had a legitimate core at the big league level in place that's not expiring at the end of the year like yes last year they had a core but they were all under expiring contracts these guys are here they're here to stay and not only that they've got a farm system back behind them to back it up not only in terms of guys coming up but in terms of having the ability to make trades so this is the first offseason where if Heim doesn't put his best foot forward in terms of making the big league club a real contender so that next year, not only do we have meaningful baseball in September, which we should have had this year, but we have meaningful baseball being played in October that it has to happen next year. Otherwise he's, he's gone. He has a year. And I like, listen, like I am, I am all for that. And that's why like that again, like I said, I never dive into this because I don't like having that conversation of this guy should be fired. I want to see him succeed. Like I think everything that he has done up to this point has like shown that he may, not might not be the best fit but i would like to see him fight for that job like i i don't have any you me rob we as great as people and baseball minds as we are we don't have a say in what this team does at the end of the day and at the end of the day i truly just want to see you know i at the end of the day i'm a fan of the boston red sox i I wear that media badge proud but i like i (laughs) i I'm very much clearly like I would like to see the Red Sox win. Like I think that's so much better for everything when they win. It's much more fun to talk about. I think fans enjoy listening to stuff like that a whole lot more. And like when the team is winning and we can be like, all right, what other key parts do they need to then get there? It's not fun when like it's a broken car and you're trying to figure out how to like make it run. It's fun when it's like a well-oiled machine and it's kind of like, oh, how can we tune this up to make it even better? That's when I think it's fun. And I would like Heim to like put it at that point. It's just he hasn't done that yet. And I, he has had like instances of it. I do think like the Trevor Story move, like I commend him on. Like that ended up being probably one of the better shortstop pickups within the last few years. I mean, we're operating every on other contracts one right now that are not <laughs> even one year old, but Trey Turner isn't looking like a great contract. No, would you agree? Xander Bogart's yeah, kind I mean, of underperforming right now, what he's able to do. These guys are not going to be good for a lot yeah, of years. So like, Xander, Xander's already like... The Trevor Story pickup ended up deal. being the correct thing to do, as much as that hurts to say. It, but like, I still would have liked to have seen Xander Bogart's here. And it, to not have any type of return on that, that's the part where I look at Hyman and say, that's a failed move there. Isn't that isn't it so weird, Coop, when you think about it? Because like all we hear about, and granted, like we are still very fresh off of the Mookie return weekend, but all we hear about is is the Mookie trade and how bad the return was, and you know how they should have never let him get away and should have never traded him. In theory, like they got more for Mookie than they got for for Xander. They got a fourth round pick for Mookie. They got a starting corner outfielder for five years, and they got a starting caliber catcher. For six years, Connor Wong is a starting caliber catcher. They could they could and should have gotten more because 
one of the main pieces in that trade busted greatly. But I mean, yeah, it's just funny because when you let a guy go in free agency, you never hear about it because guys leave in free agency all the time. If they'd let Mookie go in free agency, the narrative would be that Mookie chased the dough. But I digress because I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending them on the Mookie stuff because I will never do that. I will never defend them. There's on the no, but stuff, that's also but like that's the thing know. is like I don't think there's ever a way to step away from that, not looking like the bad guy. Like I can't hate on them. Step away from what? To step away from the whole Mookie bets. Like of course you can always get a better return and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you're still giving away a once in a lifetime generational player. That's like, that's, that's it's not the return. Yeah, who cares about the return? You were never like unless you get Jordan like when when uh, that's a bad example because they traded a schmuck from. But if you got like a general got generational guy back, then yeah, no one no one's gonna complain. But yeah, like Alex Verdugo is probably gonna get traded this off season, and then all you're gonna have to show for this trade is Wong and whatever you get for Verdugo. But in the end, it doesn't matter because the issue is not the return. The issue is that you didn't sign a generational guy like prop potentially one of the top it's the like it's what the angels are dealing with what art the owner of the uh angels is dealing with right now like Artie moreno he he talked about like he was like i don't want to be the guy to trade shohei otani and everyone kind of like jokes and laughs and it's just kind of like well like that's the best thing you can do for your team right now and it's like yeah you're we're all saying this as non-angels fans like I know there's not a lot of them, but the minute that you do that, like none of them are going to be happy with whoever you bring back. That's just the way that is going to work. Like you don't end up the hero of that situation. But look at the alternative. Look at the alternative though, Coop. They they didn't trade Shohei. They not only they could have gotten a generational haul for like the greatest haul ever Gordo. for hey Gordo. An expiring Gordo, player. Look at the alternative of trading Mookie. Just look at it. Just look at the alternative. Nope. It's a lot easier to say when you're not on the receiving end of it. Well, the opposite. No, just look of at the alternative. Mookie is trading for no, Mookie. Let's, let's pretend. Let's just pretend we traded Florida, for Mookie. That that'd be good. The alternative <laughs> is that we. The alternative is is that we did what the Angels did. Hold on to your star. Trade for a bunch of guys that don't end up helping you. So you gave away your one of your only good prospects that you have left, you're going to lose Shohei Otani anyway. And now all of their players are on waivers and anyone who has any value is going to be just picked right up from their team and they're going to have nothing at the end. I'm glad we're not the Angels. The West Coast... I'm glad hey, I'm not, I'm glad West we're not Coast the baseball kind of blows. Should we get that narrative going? West Coast baseball sucks. Except for the when you have... No, 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 no. West Coast baseball, not good. It's all failing out there. The Padres? Look at the Padres. They spent how much money in the... The Padres suck. Yeah. West Coast baseball. The Padres are in a worse... That's the thing. If, you wanna, if you're Athletics. feeling down about the Red Sox, this is, this is what I'll, I'll say and what I've said at any point this year when the Red Sox have struggled. Rockies? Bloom half-assed the Major League roster this year and had a better season than... Teams like the Mets and Padres who went all the way all in. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Mets. We're, talk- we're just hear- talking about Padres. No, 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 no. No, that's okay, ruining fine, the narrative. Fine. That's just ruining the, the narrative. Just the Padres. Just West the Padres. Coast and baseball Angels. sucks. Except for the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about Cal Bearclaw? Oh my God. What about him? Four four and one in one third? 
Can I get your take on this whole situation? Can I ask Can I hear you a quick you question? To actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this on you. Do you think it's okay. weird that we say four and one third when it's like four point one is how you write it? Because that's uh, a tenth. But we're talking about a third of an inning, which is technically point three three. Yeah, I mean, it is weird in theory, but could you imagine writing four point six seven? on there when you wanted to talk when if you want to say four and two why we do everything else like by two digits it's baseball talk Coop. it doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't we it's our it's its own language this is why guys like devers and i don't like it though because they speak baseball this is the part that i don't like this is like the unwritten rules we need to get rid of them yeah okay i'll give you that unwritten rules so four and a 33rd for baraclaw Four and a thirty-third. Four and a thirty-third by Byerclaw, and it's probably the only four and a thirty-third yes. he will see as a Red Sox, as a major. <laughs> that's oh really that's extreme. That's mean. <laughs> um, hey, he was in independent ball at the start of the year. It's not that, that far fetched. I like I, mean, I. I feel firm. I feel firm because he's not that bad. Like he just he didn't have it, and they made him. It eat was it. embarrassing. It was on my birthday, and it was embarrassing. Like I was oh. just. I was sitting there and I was just kind of like, why am I, why am I here? Why is this See, happening? Coop, this is why you have to be born in December. Cause then you don't get your heart. Not out Sox are, on your birthday. Um, they're actually, they're over 500 on August 28th. Um, oh, you keep track. What's your record? Uh, not since 97. I'm not sure, but the other day I looked and they were going like 587. Okay. Yeah, all time. That'll do. Yeah. So hey, Red Sox have a long history to be going over to be going over 500 for that long on a great date. A lot of a lot of great people born on that birthday. Shout out to my August 28th. Uh, shout out to the "I Have a Dream" speech, which occurred on August 28th. Ooh, fun yep. fact. Um, well, that's interesting that the Sox are, are supposedly play well on that date because Rob posted posted a tweet earlier today. And he he loves the August Red Sox record stat, but it, but it's so true. They've been so bad in August for at least the last three years. Bad. Like I don't I don't and and in 2019 too. I feel like because they I felt like they got cashed and then they just fell off a cliff. We're gonna look this up. Red Sox record in August. What last ten years? Do see? I mean. Could you do the last like since Heim took over, or maybe do it since we won the World Series? Okay, now we're asking because I'm, I'm sure they were great in August in eighteen. Holy moly! If you started in twenty nine, did, did they even play baseball in August in twenty twenty? I think they did play baseball in August in twenty twenty. And there's uh, no they way they were play. good there. That's when they started. Didn't they start at the beginning of August? Because that's when the NHL bubble started. You know what, Coop? I think they did because I think they played October baseball in October and they had a 60-game season before that. So it would have made sense to have August and then September. Uh, oh, God. They were definitely terrible in August 2020. Oh, what the heck is this? No, 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 no. Red, they're just giving me the record in 2022. Red Sox. What was it last time? year? Because this year they're 13 and 15. They were 12 and 16 last year. Yeah, so uh, they are 44. Red Sox not a great August. Team. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Red Sox have a record of 47 and 66 in the month of August between August 30th, 2019 and August 30th, 2023. 
So in, that's the Heim Blue Mara right there. That's say, the that, Blue, say that number again, Coop. What's the record? Mara, baby. Uh, it's 47 and 66. 47 and 66. That's pretty crappy. But yeah, I let me give I'll give my take on uh the bear claw stuff cuz I I did tweet something the next day uh when Winkowski was going that that took a little bit of heat. <clears throat> um so when Bear Claw entered or he entered in to finish off sales inning, yeah. but he came back out, the Sox had taken a 4 to 3 lead and it was the top of the 6th. So you needed to eat four more innings and ideally let up zero more runs, and you win the game. So Bearclaw comes back out, lets up a gazillion runs, game's immediately over. My take is once 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 it got to 8-4, and it was kind of 8-4, to four, you could snap your fingers, and it went from 4-3 to three to 8-4. to four. Once it was there, yeah, the, bullpen's, the bullpen is taxed. The guys are – their arms are all falling off. So, yes, let them eat the rest of the game. I've got no problem with that. The issue that I have is that Cora talked about all these guys – that were down. He said the only guys available for that game were Bearclaw, Martin, and Jansen. So he was going to, he needed to eat two plus innings with Bearclaw. And I think that that's totally respectable. Like if they're not available, they're not available. But then the very next day, he had Winkowski go two innings and throw 36 pitches. It just, it, to me, it doesn't make sense to have a guy unavailable one day and then available to throw 36 the next day if you're a relief pitcher. Like it's it'd be one thing <laughs> I've, if he comes in and throws ten pitches and like throws one inning, maybe fifteen to twenty. Like it is what it is. That that makes sense. But if he's available to throw thirty six pitches on Tuesday, then he's available to give you something on Monday. Something. The, the insane to be part of the like that innings, entire August twenty eighth game was just sitting there like at the park and just staring at the Red Sox bullpen and just seeing like no one go towards the phone. Like, just having guys just, like, hanging out in different parts of the bullpen, like, either talking over, like, the railing or sitting, like, on their, like, stoop or whatnot. But it's just, like, no one walking towards the phone. And, like, I was just, like, I was transfixed on it for an entire inning. I was just kind of, like, when when are we going to see someone, like, really start warming up or just, like, even any noise? And you just saw, like, nothing happen. Like, I... I I couldn't believe that like Cora was committing to a guy like that. Like it's I, like I don't I mean, think like Cora is like categorized as like someone to pull people too early or to leave someone in. He can kind of get labeled to leave starters in too long, but you never really see like too many people being like, "Oh, he leaves pitchers in way too long." So it's kind of like we lived through the John Farrell era. Yeah. So Cora compared to John Farrell in that regard, a plus in, in general. Yes. Like. That's it's why just, that yeah, it's frustrating. That's to, why it was so weird yeah. to just see nothing happening like in the bullpen, like no activity whatsoever. It was, but the that thing was Coop, the, is that, that the once plan. once the game that is out of hand, like why just ride it out? But like yeah, like I, I get it. If you're down a lot, throw bear claw out there because you're not coming. Like you're probably not coming back from down four, five, six runs or whatever. So let that guy eat it so that your bullpen is available the next day. My issue only – the only issue I have is him being in the game with a one-run lead in the sixth. Because the sixth inning is like that's – that's an appropriate bridge time. Like you – like it's not like it's like the third inning and it's a one-run lead and you need guys to eat. Like yes. Like obviously if it's the third inning, you need a guy to go bulk. He, but if it's he the also, sixth – All right. This is where you got to give Bearclaw some like credit. There are some errors that like kind of messed them up there. Correct. 
I don't even remember, and, dude. No, <laughs> all, I just I just remember him like short arming pitches that like hit like Bregman square in the back. Like actually, I'm thinking of um no, it was actually on him when he didn't cover first base. Who was the one? Was it today? No. I don't know. The defense sucks too. Yeah, the defense <laughs> is terrible too. What we're sucks. trying to say is that the Red Sox are just dead, and they're at the point now where they're just trying to burn arms to like really save the guys that they care about. Like this, these were these are all just preventative measures right now. Like whenever you see someone get recalled and brought up and just like used for a quick day, it's just like to make sure that you know Hauk, Whitlock, Sale that they're not getting burnt out. Which, like it's, uh, it sounds thing. weird saying making sure that Chris Sale is not going to get burnt out because it's not like he's got a real future with this team. But that's the issue, though. Coop is is he's on a pitch count, and I just this is where the people who complain about the trade deadline have a very very valid point because dogs, buddy. we heard yeah <laughs> we heard a lot about guys like Sale and Hauk returning and that that was going to be. The trade deadline, the, the trade deadline acquisitions, and that these guys were gonna were gonna help give the team a big boost in August and September. But the issue is that they come back and like Sale in his first start is being held to what like fifty something pitches, sixty pitches. pitches. He's still not at a hundred, and and Hauk has been held to like eighty ish. And then you you mix that in with Cutter is ineffective after eighty pitches, and today he was just ineffective in general. Paxton hasn't been going deep in games. The only guy who's been giving you length is Bayo, and even Bayo in his most recent start didn't give you length. So that's where the issue stems from, right there. Like if you want to, if you want to, like there's a lot of people that are that are going to point the finger at Alex Cora, and I definitely don't think he managed a perfect series. In fact, I, I I've been critical of him this series, and I'm not usually critical that's of Alex I wish Cora. Sammy was Sammy's been like very critical of what Cora's been up to, and like I really would like to pick his brain on it. Yeah. That's this is me. Coop, I, I really tell next you. Episode. We gotta we gotta hash that out. Yeah, because you're right. It, it is it is kind of a. I don't want to say it's a first because he has done it before, but like for an extended three day period, like he's been very much at it. So yeah, it'd be it'd be good to get his yeah. takes on it. But yeah, that's it's the it's the construction of the rotation that's the issue. The bullpen itself is not the issue. This is the best Red Sox bullpen when healthy that we've seen in quite some time. It's just that it's it's unsustainable to have to ask these guys to cover four or five innings every single night in close Do you think games. that's the worst part of them not rolling through July and into August? Because the, the end of Ju- end of July is when like the bullpen really started to like figure things out. Through August, they've been able to kind of keep things together. It's just like the bats haven't been there. Like, yeah, the starters could have been still sucky, and like they could have been trying to still fumble around and figure things out. But if the bats had stayed... Uh, it's not even the bats. It's really the teeth. It's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's what sucks. Like it, July was bullpen, so great because you got a glimpse of what this team is capable of doing. It's just like they aren't that team. That's the part that like kind of yeah. stinks. Well, you you got a glimpse because when everything core was managing the games very aggressively in July to try to make sure that they would buy at the deadline, the arms were not burnt out. Yeah, like you had Bayo giving you good starts. You had Paxton giving you good starts. You had Cutter giving you good starts. You had Pavetta giving you good bulk. And your pen was semi-fresh at that point and able to cover those innings. But that's that's what's killed you is, is the pen has been less effective in August because they were so heavily used 
when you only had three starting pitchers and they're also being heavily used now because pitchers aren't giving you length. Like it really is crazy to say outside of the defense, which is a whole separate issue, but from a pitching standpoint, if you had guys that could give you length, if you had like, remember the days when we were kids and like Beckett was giving you seven or eight every time and Lester was going seven plus every time buckles would. Yeah. Like buckle, we would like, the, the worst the fact be, like, that we, like, we used to like, for, like six buckles is hilarious now for like five or six innings like on at these guys worst they were going five yeah. or six like so it's just if you if you put that kind of production from the rotation with the bullpen names and arms that they have today it would be really really good but it's just it's an impossible ask to get this bullpen to cover four plus innings every single night. It's just unsustainable. It doesn't matter who you have out there. It doesn't matter if they're multi-inning arms. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if you have Josh Hader and every bullpen slot there. Like it's gonna that burn is, these guys I out. I truly hope like at the end of in like we we're back into Heim Bloom talk real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Um that is the point that I hope the Red Sox get to at the end of this whole grand scheme that Heim Bloom has that they have a, like a five man rotation. I miss having a five man rotation. A real one. Yeah, like I yeah, it's cool that you can bank on the fact that you have these middle relief guys that you can patch together a whole game out of and that can be very helpful in an entire season to help rest guys. But there's nothing <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing like a five man rotation. It's just nice having someone that you can rely on day after day and be like, all right, we've got Chris sale coming up on July 29th against Chicago, which means that that is going to perfectly like we were even planning things. That out. is going to be a win. That's, that's a win. Yeah. Plan out wins. It, like at the beginning that's of the what season, that's what we does. were doing. And then things fell apart and like, we couldn't even, we were able to plan up to Alec Manoa, Alex Verdugo squaring off. And that was what June things have not been the same since like it's, I know that's yeah. like a different matchup where you're planning on another team's pitcher, but that is just where I would like the Red Sox to be, where people are able to plan out when you're having these big matchups. I miss the Red Sox being a threat pitching wise. All I want, and, and you know what? Cool. And and we're we're talking about it right now. Last year, going into the offseason, we had all of these holes they needed to patch, and and Heim gave that line we needed we need to add seven, eight, new nine new guys. This year, outside of the defense, your holes are in one area. It is like the easiest fix, and you have money to spend to do it. You have prospects to trade to do it. So this is this is why this offseason is so make or break because it's just it's, it's, it's so the, easy. Like, it's right in front of you. like I can't even convince like. I said I've been saying the last couple episodes I've accepted death at this point. Again, poor wording on today of all days. Can I sell you recording? What's that? Can I sell you on it? Yeah, yeah. No, I think maybe you convinced. were the one to sell me on that. Where I've just kind of like been like, yeah, like I really don't see them doing anything. So when good things happen, I'm going to be extra happy. But when bad things happen, it's kind of like, yeah, I expect it. Um. Well, I can't. I can't sell you on them certainly doing what they need to do outside of like like a, a few rumblings you know a little bit ago from a couple of the beat writers of them being interested 
and a couple of the bigger name starting pitchers on the market this offseason. But what I can what I can say, just picture a world here. Let's say that they they you know sign but and sign or and or trade for that's the thing is like they can be interested in these guys. I don't see any serious like signings happening until like we like we joked about on the episode with Rob, like 2026. Like that's just kind of where my mentality is at is just like Heim Bloom is not going to be aggressive on what he's doing until 2026 when he has that young core actually up here. Like that's just kind of how I view it. That's it's what I'm resigned to. So when good Coop, things happen, it's already, I'm be like, it's already yeah, they're here. going. But I it's already here. Coop. I'm going to be like the you Eeyore fan. I am an Eeyore fan. I don't think the window is here All yet. All right, Eeyore, Eeyore. Yo, what's good? It is here. It is here. You've got if you want to talk about young core, you've got. Connor Wong, who has had a successful season at catcher, he's, he's under control core. for five he's seasons after this year. You've core. got, I'm just going through position by he's position. Not the core. You've got Casas at first. You've got Casas at first base. He's under control for five more seasons after this. He's a budding star. Second base, we're gonna skip that. Shortstop, okay. you've got Trevor Story, who's under control for I believe four. He's more not seasons the young core. Devers, you've got under control for a decade. Yoshida, you've got under control for five years. Duran and Rafaela are going to compete for center field or something. I don't know what's going to happen out there, but you got both that's of them not under a control core. for five and six years. Though, though, like, that's you, a core coup. That's not a core. You just said, you literally no, just coup. said Duran's going to do something. That's not a core. Like, no, I'm, just, I'm talking about like the Marcelo I'm not Myers, saying that it's a star like, core. I'm talking about like that core, like the core that you've been drafting and saying like this is like our farm system is so great because of these guys. I understand like that's not the whole point of a farm system to have just a few guys, but you are on this premise right now that like we are on pause until we have an actual young team up here. Trevor Story, I don't think was ever part of actually like a World Series like team in Heim Bloom's mind. No. It was just the stop gap. Oh, like, we he- well about. of course he was. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're wrong, nah. What do you think? Heim Heim's not Heim's planning on he's gonna sign Story and then not compete for six years. I think he signed Coop. him in hopes that he could make the team competitive, but if it didn't work, it didn't work. I think, I think he's that... his in Heim Bloom's mind, Marcelo Meyer, Roman Anthony, like those are the guys that like he has in his head that are going to be the young core. That's what I see. So like I don't I don't see like twenty twenty six. I don't even think he sees it like this. What? I think the way I think the way he sees it is he just wants a constant flow of every single year being able to supplement your team with additional young talent. And now you're at the point where every single year you're going to be doing that because last year you had Bayo okay, and Casas. That, come that up. first wave has to happen somewhere. It, no, and it happened. You, buddy, Bayo, if Casas, that's what Duran, happened, then the Red Sox are in the bad wave. shape. That that can't no, be that's what he's. That's the first step. It's, well, it's just the first step. So you've got that last year. You've you've so had the a, young core you know, a couple is not of solid here yet. Debuts then. This so year. the young core is not here yet. Then, if well, it's, it's the first step, here. that means that you're not at that core. That's like that is the, the thing well, that we're arguing. You're here. never going to be fully there. You're never going to be fully there because the second that Meyer and Roman Anthony are up, then we're going to be talking. Oh my God! Like when Miguel Blaze comes up, like and and whoever the next you know breakout prospect is, Nazan Zanatello, if he breaks out, like you know Kyle T, like these guys, like we're going to be talking about them next. The beauty of this is that we're going to be talking about who's next all the time. I hate that. But you do have a honest, young group that's that. here. But it, I, it's like, not I, just going to hey, be that. As it's not. Gordo, as your friend, what they said. Gordo, as your friend, I'm happy that you can find happiness in that. But I absolutely hate that. I would rather have like a core set of guys that I know that can like compete every year. Like that, 
I understand well, that's not how you like, get that too. Yeah, but like, like you have to. It's the supplement. Like this. Like it's like the, the Chicago supplement. Cubs method. They had like, all of their like young guys in place, and then they supplemented it with. They were like, we're going to sign John Lester and Jason Hayward and like John Lackey, and that's going to be. We're going to supplement the young core with these guys too. We have the young core. They haven't supplemented it. They stayed under the tax this year for a reason, so they could hopefully jump right back over it, and hopefully by a lot. If they don't jump over by a lot, then like, I will be right there with you, Coop. If they don't, if they don't go over the tax by a lot this off season, I will be right there I, with but you. Like, that's and the thing. I, I like will, my whole I thing is just like, as frustrated oh, as all the people on, on Twitter. Like, my whole thing is like, it, I do want like sustainable spending and sustainable winning, but. I would prefer to actually be able to know the players that I'm in. Like, that's the whole mentality of like, it, it goes into like, the you want them thing. to add stars. No, it's not that I want them to add. It's nice to have stars, but it's also just nice to know who like you're actually watching each and every day. Like, it's not like we were tuning into like Brock Holt because he was the perfect utility, man. Like Brock Holt, like made you feel something. And that's why you tuned in to watch him. That's why, like, why did he make you like twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen was fun because like the players were all so fun, and you actually got to know them from like the 2014, 2015 misery built all the way up into twenty eighteen when like they were an ah. actual team. You're making the argument, Coop, I know, because you're saying we're going to get to know Jaron Duran, we're going to get to know Tristan Casas and Connor Wong, and all these young guys coming up. We're going to get to know them, and then they're going to supplement it with the starting pitching. I did they walk need into that. I'll, that I, I can see that. I walked into Bam. that. Bam. I just I don't think those I don't think it, those are the guys that are winning you a World Series. Like I I hate to say it to them, but Mr. Bruce Toe. Well, they need to take they need to take additional steps. Like obviously, you hope that this year, like in their rookie and technically sophomore season for Bayo, but basically in both of their first full seasons, this is not going to be their ceiling. Like there is room to grow for these guys. That's true. Like and other guys on the team too. Like Connor Wong. To do this in his rookie season, he's holding his own at the plate, which is something I definitely didn't foresee. So these guys take steps forward, and then you supplement it with with pitching that that pushes guys into the bullpen. Like you're not gonna have all three. Like this year, they needed Whitlock, Hauk, and Cutter to all be good major league starters. And like you're not gonna need that next year if they do what they need to do. I think there's not gonna be much more to say after this offseason because I think all of our questions are gonna be answered. Because every single other offseason where people have come away disappointed, even when they signed Trevor Story, people were disappointed disappointed because they lost guys and Story was really the only real addition they made. So this this offseason is kind of the first offseason where I think everyone is on the same page that this is the time to go in. Like I think in the previous offseasons, everyone kind of wanted them to do it. But like the people who are like, who are who do their best to understand the process of the rebuild were kind of all on the page of yes I would love to see them spend and I would love to see them add but I understand why they don't if this if they don't add this offseason if they don't spend if they don't go way over the tax there is going to be you kind of fall well, there off. there will be there will be one soul there will be one soul that's happy one less about it one less Just soul one. that's in the Heimbluminati um I appreciate that I you know I appreciate that you cooked there cuz I I, I uh, there were points where like I just like didn't understand fully like that kind of like wave thing. So understanding where your brain at is like where your brain is at kind of I appreciate it. To make or break coup. Uh, make or break baby. But they've got the Kansas make City Royals coming up 
this weekend. They then go on to Tampa, which is going to make or break some more. But I think at that point, I, I've accepted. I mean, that. they're done already. I've accepted that. They're 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 done already. It's just a matter of like, do you shut guys down and like, who do you want to see? Like, who who's, just give me who do they want to give a day. shot? Like. Every day, give me Sedane. 27 games left. I want to see Sedane 27 times. Give me Sedane. Well, well, we'll hopefully hopefully have some good... A good finish from a guy like Tanner Houck would make me happy. Just like him and his skull chain. <sighs> yeah, that was wild. Uh, give me something to smile about, Red Sox. It's not going to be playoff baseball. It's not, gonna, it's not going to be meaningful September baseball, but give me something to smile about. Get Tristan Costas in the top three of the rookie of the Make year. Let's do that. I want to see a smile on that face. All right. Until next time.